The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have bakol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf ayin tet. Today's daf has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shashel. May God give him beracha. Blessing, Aslaha, success, health and happiness, peace of mind for him, his wife, his family, his children. May he enjoy prosperity and good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The Ilunishmat Abraham ben Esther Ruah Hashem Tinihinu Begin Aden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Aslahat Yosef ben Simcha. We are beginning on Ayin Het Amud Bet, and we are 19 lines from the bottom. We are starting with the words Amar of Hana. Amar of Hana Barada. Nitinim David Gazar Alehim. Regarding these Nitinim, David and Melech made a Gezera against them that they're not allowed to come into the Kahal. The Nitinim, again, let's review, were actually a group of people called the Givonim. They lived in the times of Yoshua bin Nun. Really, they were from Eris Israel. They were under the uh, Torah law of Lotet Hatin Bam because they're not allowed to. Uh, be, uh, leave them alive actually and uh, they came along and disguised themselves as if they came from a far off place and Yoshua thought that they were actually from a far off place and accepted them only to realize that they, uh, they tricked them but since he kept his word and he made his word and he vowed to them so therefore he kept them into the Kahal so David and Melech made a Gezerah against them the Tosfot way understands this he made a Gezerah that they should be considered like slaves Avadim, Avadim of Avadim, and once Avadim of Avadim, obviously they're not to marry into the Kahal. Shneimar, Vayikra Melech Lagibonim. So says David Melech, called the Givonim, Vayomer Adehem, and he said to them, Vayagibonim, Lo Bebene Yisrael Hema. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not from Israel, it means that they're not allowed to marry into Israel, which means Avadim of an Avid. And it's like an Arabic not married to Christ, uh, so to the Givonim. And that was done by David. Why did David Amalek make such a Gezerah? Dekhtiv. There was a three year famine in the times of David Amalek. So David Amalek was telling the Jewish people after the first year. Maybe the reason why the famine is happening because the people are worshipping Avodah Zarah. Dekhtiv. Like the Pasuk says. That in the event that the people worship Avodah Zarah, what happens? It's not going to be rain, it's going to be a drought. But they went and made an investigation. They did not find any traces of Abu Dazara. Shiniya, so after the second year, Amalahim Shema which is maybe it's a different sin that they're committing, which is maybe it is Avera of Gilui Arayot. So the Gemara says, like the Pasuk says, The clouds are refrained from the people of haya, and there was no rain. Why? Because the people were going after 
the Znut. And there was another reason why the rain stops. But Kuvelo Matsuda, they investigated, they didn't find that either. Shalishi, after the third, Yamadahim Shema Maybe it's because people are pledging money to charity in public, but they're not fulfilling their pledges. Even, how do we know that that stops the rain? Because it says in the Pasuk, You have wind and you have clouds, but no rain. Because a person glorifies himself with false givings, which means just like when a person gives money. Or, or it pledges money So the institution gets all excited That the money's coming But it doesn't show up So God does a measure for measure He brings the clouds And he brings the wind So when he gets excited The rain's coming But it never comes So he thought that That's maybe why the, the, the rain is not coming So the Gemara says Batku velo matsu They found that It was not true They, they didn't find it Amar en adavar talui elabi So the Vedamil said Must be It's something that's incumbent upon me that I have to fix in order to bring the rains. So David, he went after the Penashem. What is Penashem? He went to ask the Urim Vitumim. That's the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol. How do you know the word Penashem is the Urim Vitumim? Amar Velazar. We have a Gizera Sheva Pene Pene. It says when Moshe Rabbeinu was installing Yoshua ben Nun, he told them that if there's any questions, So you see that the Urim is called Lefnei Hashem. Vayomer Hashem el Shaul ve'el bet hadamim al asher hemit ha'givonim. So he answered him, Vayomer Hashem el Shaul. The reason why there's a famine regarding Shaul and bet hadamim, the house of bloodshed. On account that they killed the Gibonim. We'll see exactly what this means. El Shaul, what does it mean regarding Shaul? Shalom is Kahalacha. Because Shaul was not eulogized properly. And the Mepharshim um, explain why that is so. Uh, they say that uh, uh, the Navi tells us that his body uh, was taken and by the Guim. And therefore, since it was taken by the Goyim, they weren't, the people of Yavish Kilad actually took the body, and therefore they weren't able to eulogize him properly. So there was a punishment for that. So comes the Gemara and says, What is this house of bloodshed? Because he killed the Givonim. Now where do we see Shaul the Melech killed the Givonim? So it says, Sheharag Nov Ira Kohanim. Shaul Amelech killed the city of Nov, the city of the Kohanim. Shayum Maspikim Lehem Maimu Mazon. Nov Ira Kohanim were actually supplying food and uh, and provisions for the Givonim. So by killing Nov Ira Kohanim indirectly, actually affected the Givonim. Ma'alei Alav Katuv Kilu Halagam. So therefore, it's considered as if he murdered the Givonim. So Kataba El Shaul Shalon Ispat Kalacha. Give us a break. There's two seemingly contradictory claims over here. One claim is that Shaul was a great man, and that's why they didn't, they didn't eulogize him, Kahanachah, so there was a claim. And on the other hand, you have a claim against Shaul, that he didn't kill the Givonim. So make up your mind, is Shaul good or bad? Which means you tell me, the reason why the famine came is, well, number one, he wasn't eulogized properly, because he was a Sadiq. Number two, he tells because he didn't kill the Givonim. That means he wasn't. So make up your mind. What's the, what's the reason? So the Givonim says, well, how can you say contradictory reasons? The Givonim says, Eve. What does it say in the Pasuk? Seek Hashem, all the humble ones of the land. 
So the Gemara explains, Ba'ashir Mishpato Sham Paolo. Which means at the time that God judges the Sadiq, so he's remi- reminded of the Sadiq, he also reminds his good ways. So therefore, God was reminded of Shaul's way of Mishpat, the judgment against the Muslim, the judgment against them, they didn't kill the. I'm sorry that he killed the Givonim. But at the same time, he also remembered his goodness. And therefore he said, Lo nishpat ka'alacha. So the yes, where the mishpat is, Paolo. That's where the good deeds are as well. So it's not a contradiction. God remembered both at the same time. When he remembered Shaul's iniquity by not killing the Givonim, at that time he said, Oh, Shaul, remember him. He said, I wasn't nishpat ka'alacha. So the judgment woke the inspired the memory of the, of the good. Amar David. So David said, right, we have to fix these problems over here. Well, we can't fix the eulogy of Shaul. It's over already. Shaul nafkunehu tresar yerheshata. Already it's 12 months later, and therefore there's no value in the eulogy after 12 months. So that cannot be fixed. However, velo And therefore it's not the derech to make a hesped after 12 months. But she says, Lav davka de'akarov l'taltin which means it was much more than 12 months. Now she says it was 30 years later. But the point is, Sabina Melik was saying that after 12 months already, it's not proper to make uh, eulogies because already everybody is consoled already. In any event, what happened? So, Nitinim, how are we going to pacify these Nitinim over there? Nitinim were upset that Shaul had killed uh, indirectly their family. So they were upset. So it was all happening because of the Hakpada of the Netinim. So the Gemara says, Nikrinu, so, so David had a plan. We'll call them to a meeting. And if I see you, and we'll, uh, we'll appease them. What can I do for you? And how can we get atonement? So the Berachah will come back. We're not interested in money, a money compensation over here. And we're not interested in taking any money from Klal Israel. But you know what we want? Give us seven descendants or children of Shaul Amalek. And we will hang them as a revenge for what they did by killing our people. So David Amel tried to appease them that they can't do that. But they did not accept appeasement. David Amel said, The Jewish people have three telltale signs. And what are they? The Jewish people by nature are compassionate people, they're Baishanim, they have shame, and also they do Hesed. Rahmanim, how do we know the Jewish people have Rahmanim, have compassion, the Pasuk says God is going to give us a measure of Rahmanim and have mercy on us. Baishanim, which means the Baishani means they have a shame, which means they have a shame to commit a sin. That comes from the Yirat Shamaim on their face. It says that he commanded his uh, children after him, and it says, Tzedakah is Hasadim. 
כל שיש פה שלושה סימנים הללו, any person that has these three סימנים, of רחמנים, ביישנים, גולי חסדים, ראוי להידבק באומה זו. It's ראוי to attach themselves. Which is at that point already David Amelot says, we see these גבעונים, they have no רחמנות. They want to take revenge to the fullest measure. They don't forgive. And therefore, they're not ראוי to come into the Yikahal. And anyway, what happened? ויקח המלך, so at that point, that's when David Amelot banned them from the Yikahal. As a result of their exeriut, uh, of their cruelty in taking such a revenge, so comes the Gemara and says, as she says, "Harachmanim v'hari givonim kevan de lo merachameh." Since they have no compassion, enan de uim lidabek bein miyad gazar alehen David. David made a gazar. As she says, "Lachin emar v'hagivonim lo mebenei Israel heba." That's what he meant when he said they're not from the Jewish people, meaning they have no right to marry into the. Jewish nation, so the Pasuk writes, Vayikah HaMelech, now we have to take seven children of Shaul. Who do we take? Et Shene Bene Ritzpa Bat Aya, that was Shaul's wife. Who was those two children? Asher Yadadal Shaul, Et Harmoni Vet Mephiboshet. Vet Hameshet Bene Michal Bat Shaul, Asher Yadadal Adriel Ben Barzilai HaMecholati. So he took seven children, two from one wife and five from Michal. So he says, "My shena hane. Why do you take those seven? Shaul seems had other children. Why do you specifically take these seven? Amaravuna he avirum nefne Aaron. He took all the children of Shaul and he walked them by the Aaron. The Aaron a kodesh. What happened? Called Sharon kolto. If the person when he walked by the Aaron, if it caught him, meaning he wasn't able to move, it's like he was in a magnetic field. He wasn't able to pass by the Aaron. Aaron caught him. The mita." So then already, that was a signal that that person is destined to die. But if a person was able to walk by the Aaron and he wasn't caught in that magnetic field, so to speak, so he gets life. So the Gemara says, so these seven, obviously, the Aaron was them. Mativ Ravchana Barkatina. But here's the question. So it says, David HaMelech had mercy on Mephiboshet, who was the son of Yonatan, who was the grandson of Shaul. Uh, so what do you see from over here? You see what? That what? That it was up to David HaMelech. David HaMelech was having uh, compassion. So it wasn't to do with the, uh, the Aaron. So it says, That what? He didn't walk him by the Aaron. That's what it means. So the Gemara says, what do you mean he didn't walk him by the Aaron? What well, is there favoritism over here? Which means, how can he show favoritism to Mephiboshet, uh, the, 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 the grandson of uh, Shaul? Now he walked him by the Aaron, and the Aaron actually caught him. But he prayed for him, and it let him go. So the Quran says, still, Wow, this favoritism of He's praying for him, he got caught, he got caught. I can even pray. Show favoritism. So already he prayed before the Gizra. So already the Gizra, it seems that that's like a said Masopani, which is once already the Gizra is on him, to pray for him specifically, that's already favoritism. But to pray that he doesn't get caught initially, that already was in the, the right thing. That's what he did. In any event, the Gizra says, We have another problem. The Pasuk says, Lo yumetu avot albanim, which means, the fathers don't die for the sins of the children. And the end of the Pasuk says, Lo yumetu banim alabot. The children don't die for the sins of the father. So here's Shaul made a sin, now his children are paying the price. Amar Bihayabar Abamar Bihanam. Mutav Shitaakir Otahatmina Torah. Better we should erase one letter from the Torah, the Al Yithalil Shem Shamaim Bifarhisya. 
rather than make a Halul Hashem in public. What does this mean over here? The Pasuk says that Lo Yumitu. Let's erase one letter from the Torah. Which letter? The Lamid. The Aleph is a small letter. It does not consider erasing. So if you take away the Lamid, it's as if it's saying, Yumitu Avotubanim. Take away the Lamid, which is we'd rather erase a letter from the Torah and sidestep a law temporarily in order not to make a Halul Hashem if Why would it be Halul Hashem? Because if the Jewish people are not going to take revenge against the, uh, uh, the sinners over here, what are the Goyim going to say? Look at these cruel people, the Jewish people. This man, Shaul, was responsible for killing all these Goyim. And what do the Jewish people do? Nothing. And therefore they're going to look at us as in a, in a bad light. So therefore better to put the Torah's words on the side momentarily in order to create a Hadul Hashem. Comes in advance and says, Shalom. The Torah's law is the Torah's law. If these people were chosen, must be they committed sins that they were deserving to die. It just seems to the people that the children are dying for the father's sins. But it wasn't so. If God chose these seven, they must have had sins that they deserved it themselves. But the Gemara is just saying, any, in any way for the people that looks like that, doesn't matter. Halul Hashem is much worse. So comes the Gemara continues. Actually, let's just look at Rashi for a second. The nations are going to say, yeah, This nation is not worthy to cling to. They uh, violated the converts. These were the Givonim. Which means they just took the mizonot of the converts, they, which means they, they, they took the mizonot away by killing Novi Rakoanim, and they didn't take revenge against the people that did it. This was the mother of two of the children. She took the sack, and she put it on the suit on the rock. And what does it say? Which means it says that she was there, she watched the bodies, because the bodies were hung from Pesach time in Nisan, all the way until the time of the rainy season, which is Sukkot. So they actually hung for six months. She made sure that the birds do not uh, violate the bodies, to rest on them. Yomam the wild animals at night. So she stayed there, making sure that the bodies were protected. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? How can they keep the bodies hanging for so long? But I said, you don't have to keep the body hanging overnight. Once the night, nightfall comes, you got to take him down. Amar, Rabbi Yohanan, so Rabbi Yohanan says, Mishum, Rabbi Shomayn Yosadat, Mutav, Shetakir, Otahat, Menatura, again, better to uproot one letter of the Torah, the law, which instead of saying, Lo Talin, say, Talin, uproot a letter from the Torah, V'yit Kaddish Shem Shaman B'Farhesya, and to make a Kiddush Hashem. Now why would this be making a Kiddush Hashem? The people that are going to pass and see these seven uh, children of Shaul hung on the tree, what are they going to say? What do they, what do, they do with these people that they hung? They're going to say, these are the sons of the king, the princes. And what do they do? They violated the rights of the Gerim that were Gerurim. Gerurim means they were dragged into Klayase, which means... Even though these gerim were really not uh, brought in on a proper pretense. These are gerim that were brought in on a false pretense. But what? They took advantage of them. What happened? The people are going to say, Amru, enecha umashiruyale dabik bakazu. The people are going to say, there's no nation like this that is worthy to attach ourselves to. Why? If they're so strict to excise punishment, even to b'nei melachim, into the sons of the king, 
Benej or Tot or Kama Mekama, how much shows the justice to the regular people? And what? Uma Girim Girurim Kak. If this is the way they punish people for taking advantage of Girim that are Girurim, that came out of false pretense and was just dragged into Klai Israel, Israel, Allah had Kama Mekama. Could you imagine the punishment that they give to a person that violates the rights of Israel? Miyad, as a result of this, so therefore they make Kiddush Hashem. They leave him under the tree. It's going to be uh, Kiddush Hashem to the people. So the Gemara says, Miyad immediately, the Tosfu al Israel Me'ab Hamishim Elif. 150,000 converts joined Klai Yisrael. That's what type of Kiddush Hashem it was. Shene Imad, Vayhi Lishlomo, Shiv'im Elif Noseh Sabal, Ushmonim Elif Chosseh Bahar. Shlomo Melech had 70,000 porters. Carrying the materials and 80,000 people that bore holes into the mouth. There was 150,000 workers, and the Gemara is assuming that these were converts as a result of the Kiddush Hashem. Who told you? Who told you they were converts? Pesuk doesn't say they were converts. Maybe they were Jewish. We wouldn't think that. Why? Shalom did not let the Jews do this type of work. So they must have been converts. Who said they were converts? Maybe they were just hired workers, meaning of Goyim. So who told you that they weren't converts at all? So the Gebarah says... We know from a different pasuk. Actually, the beginning of this pasuk. I'm sorry. Shalom counted. All the converts that came into Israel, he found 150,000 converts. He made 70,000 poles and 80,000 people that bore into the mountain. So you see over here that the 150,000 converts came as a result of the Kiddush Hashem. They saw the Jewish people excise uh, uh, retribution. To what the what Shaul Melech did, which they didn't show favoritism, they paid a punishment for an injustice that was done. Comes the Gemara and asks the question: Venetinim, David Gazar Alehem. What are you telling me? Saying David the Melech was the one that made this Gazar on the Netinim to turn them into uh, to give them a status of Avadim, and therefore we cannot marry into them. The Gemara says Moshe Gazar Alehem. Moshe already made a Gazar on these type of people. Nichtiv mechotev esecha ad shoev nemecha. Which the pasuk says. That anybody that's a chotef etzim, which is an avid, that is a wood chopper or water drawer, will shed a bit said they are suit to come into the kahal. So therefore, the bottom line, Jews, these people, but Yeshua made them wood choppers and water drawers. So therefore, from the times of Moshe, that means these type of these type of people are considered avadim. Therefore, it's a suit to come into the kahal. Wouldn't you need the David Melech to uh, to establish over here? So the Gemara says, Moshe Gazal lahu dara. Yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu made a gizera for his generation. David gazal lekule dara. David was gozer on them for all generations to come. Comes the Gemara and says, "Ve'akat is still Yoshua gazar alayu." What do you mean? It wasn't the David Melech. Yoshua Benu was gozer against the Netanim. Dichtiv ve'yetenim Yoshua ba'yomahu chotve aisim ve'shua be'mayim la'ida ve'lebes be'hashem, which means he made them water drawers for the uh, uh, for the people and also to serve for the mezbeh Hashem. Look at that she. She says Yoshua al ma'abadim ninu. So therefore Yoshua already decreed against these people for the generations. What do you mean? What did David Amalek do? So the Gabbana says, 
יהושע גזר בזמן שבית המקדש קיים. יהושע's גזרה was only for when the בית המקדש is going to be around. דוד גזר בזמן שאין בית המקדש קיים. Which means David was gazer already even after the בית המקדש destroyed that they're going to be אסור. So comes the Gemara and says, בימר בי, at the time of the בי, ביקשו להתיר נתינים. They wanted to matir the נתינים to come into the kahal. And she says, the יכולים בתים להתיר. ולהפקיר חלקם של ישראל. תקיים עליהם, הפקר בית דין, היה הפקר. בית דין כמק הפקר עובר. Which means, these guys over here considered עבדים. So there is like, it's like property. So therefore they're able to make the property, uh, to free the property, using a concept of הפקר בית דין. So in the time of the bee, they wanted the matir to give only, make them not עבדים anymore, therefore the permits want to come into the kahal. So the Gemara says, בימי רבי ביקשו להתיר נתינים, אמר להם רבי. So רבי said, חלקנו נתיר. We can matir our chelik. However, chelik mizbeach miyatir. But who could matir the chelik of the mizbeach? We have a right uh, to free them from service from our own personal uh, uh, bondage, because that's our property. But we don't have a right to matir the chelik to the mizbeach, which means that they're working for the mizbeach. How can the bees betting come along now and free them from the service of the kodesh? So we don't have a right uh, to do that. So the Gemara says. فليقاد ربي حياب الأبا دبر حياب الأبا أمر يوحنان حيلك عيدا لعلام أسور هي كم الله نزلنا حيلك في العيدا is أسور forever nobody could matir the حيلك في العيدا which is their أسور تركال حيلك مزبيح but حيلك تر مزبيح بزمان شميت مقداش كيام أسور it's only أسور in the times that there was a بيت مقداش however in بيت مقداش كيام Shari, but when there was no Beit HaMikdash, so the Chalik Mizbeah automatically goes off. So therefore, as she says, Chalik Eidah Le'olam Asur, Ad, I should have read the one before that, Uflikat Rabi Hayah, Had Kamar Chalak Mizbeh Miyatir, right, the rabbis and times Rabi said, Who's going to matir the Chalik Mizbeh? Ve'afalgav de Mizbeh Bimei Rabi Lo'avah, Even though there was no Mizbeh in the times of Rabi, there was no Beit HaMikdash, Kamar de Chalik Mizbeh Asur, He still held that what? So you see what? That the Chalik Mizbeh is still in, intact even when there's no Beit HaMikdash. Because Rabbi Hayah said that the Chalik Mizbeh only has status at the time of the Beit HaMikdash. But when there's no Beit HaMikdash, the Chalik Mizbeh is Mutar. According to the first opinion, since they have that Chalik to the Mizbeh, that, that we'll call it uh, uh, obligation or servitude to the Mizbeh, even though there's no Beit HaMikdash. So it's not Ra'ui to Matir the Chalik of them themselves, the Avdud, because the Chalik Mizbeh are still around. But according to the second Shittah, says no, the Chalik Mizbeh was not around when there's no Beit HaMikdash. And therefore, according to the second Shittah, once you free them, they're free. You don't have to worry about the Chalik Mizbeh because it doesn't exist. Okay. Comes the next Mishnah. Rabbi Yoshua said, Shamati, I heard Shasiris Holetz Vechotzim Leishto. I heard one halakha that says Asris. Asris is somebody that cannot have children. Okay? Hysteric. For whatever reason. So it says Asris is Holetz. He could make Halitza. That means, let's say, his uh, brother died. So he makes Halitza to his sister-in-law, or in the case, let's say, where he dies, this brother can make halitza to his wife. Furthermore, Vasris, I heard another halakha that says, the exact opposite. 
and I don't have an interpretation. I'll explain this over here. That she says, I don't know which one is subject to Halitza and which one is not. So comes again what Mishnah says, Amar Biakiva Ariya Fadesh. I'll explain it to you. Saris Adam. If he's a Saris Adam, which means he became a Saris after he was born, something happened to him, Holetz, the Halut, the Holtzin, the Ishto. He can make Halitza and they can make Halitza to his wife. Why? Because there was a time that he was considered childbearing. Which means the whole reason why you'd say a Sadish, you just didn't make Halitza and he doesn't have to make Halitza. Because the Pasuk says, Israel. Why do you make Halitza or Yibum? In order to perpetuate the name. But this guy never had a chance. His name was erased from, from, from the get-go. He never had a chance to have children. So therefore, if a Saris uh, forced uh, Yibum, we say, you don't make Yibum, make Halitza, because you only give Halitza to somebody, or Yibum, to somebody that was Shayach to have children. So therefore, lo Yimacheh. But he's Mahoyimei Kara. Mashiach and a Saris Adam, since there was a time where he had an ability to have children, and then he became a Saris, so therefore he was in the perasha of uh, 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 having children, so therefore if he's forced to Yibum, or Halitza, he can make Halitza. Right, so comes the Mishnah and says, Sris Hama, what is a Sris Hama? So that she says from birth, why? Because she never had a, uh, a chance. She never had a time that he was uh, able. Comes the Mishnah, because Rabbi Lazar Omer, no. Rabbi Lazar says the exact opposite of Rabbi Akiva. The opposite. A Sris Hama that was uh, born a Sris from birth, he is subject to the laws of Halitza. Because he could be healed. A sris from birth has the ability to be healed. However, sris adam lo cholitz v'lo cholitzin l'ishto v'pnei she'en lo rifuah. Because once a person becomes a sris, after he's born, so then already he cannot revert it. So comes the Gemara and says, He'id Rabbi Yoshua ben Betera. Rabbi Yoshua ben Betera gave a testimony. Al ben Megusat. That was a fellow. Sris Adam. He was in Yerushalayim and he was a Sris Adam. And what? And they made Yibum on his wife. Who's that following? The Kayim Devre Rabbi Akiva. The follower was Rabbi Akiva that Sris Adam falls to Halitza. You see from the end of the Mishnah, not only Halitza, but even Yibum. Comes the Gemara and continues, Mishnah continues on some of the halachot. Hasris lo choletz ve lo miyabim. We said Hasris Hamaf, for example, Kotri Biakiva, does not make Halitza, does not make Yibum. He's not in the Perashah. Vechen Ailonit. Ailonit is a lady that is not uh, able to have children as well. Lo choletz ve lo miyabimit. Right? She does not make Halitza, nor they make Yibum on her. Hasris. Now we're going to discuss another case. Hasris shechalatz li yibimto. Let's say Hasris Hama. According to Rabbi Akiva. Right? Sris Hama, we said what? Does not make Halitza uh, Yibum. Let's say shechalatz li yibimto. Let's say he did it. Lo pasla. Lo pasla. She does not become pasul kehuna. A halutza is pasul kehuna. Since this halitza of the Sri Hama is nothing according to the you don't have to do it. He's patur. Therefore, even though he went through the motions, 
it's a hollow ceremony. And therefore she does not become pesula lekeuna. Again, if a sliz chama makes halitza to a lady, she's not going to be considered a halutza that she's forbidden to a kohen. Because you don't need it. It's not a halitza. Therefore she's permitted to require this lady because she's not considered a halutza. Ba'ala, however, if he had, let's say, relations with her, pasla. Now she's pesula from Kiwana. Why? Because now already it's be'ilat znut. Because since the saris is not allowed to make you boom, so therefore, what does it come out? He's going with tachotish, he's going with eshitah. He's going with his brother, his wife. And that's already Isur. So that's considered Znut. And therefore she becomes Zona. And therefore she cannot go with the Kohen. So if they make a Halitza, since the Halitza is nothing, she's not considered a Halitza. She's permissible to a Kohen. She has, she has a relation with her. That already is Be'ilat Znut. Because since there's no Yibum in Halitza, so it's time the guy's going with Eshet Ah. Yeah. Therefore it's Poseila. Because Be'ilat Znut, therefore it's Besula. And she says, Be'ilat Znut, Shasula lo Mishum Eshet Ah, Shalom Mkom Mitzvah. Comes to Mishnah and concludes, Vechen Ailonit, Let's say you have an Ailonit. Okay? She's not allowed to have have children. And the brother, let's say, made Halitza. Lo Pastua. They didn't post it up to the Kohen. Because since the Halitza is nothing, so therefore there was no Halitza. She's not considered a Halitza. She can marry a Kohen. He has kids already, let's say. He has kids of another wife. So he fulfilled Peru Urvu. So he can marry her. The only time you can't marry uh, Ailonit is if, let's say, uh, they didn't fulfill Peru like we learned. But if you fulfill Peru Urvu, there's no problem. Ba'alua, but let's say the brothers had Bi'awit Ailonit, Pastuha. Why? Same point. Because that's considered Bi'at Zenut, because that's considered Eshet Ah, and there's Shalom and Kometzvah, therefore it's Pesula, the Keuna. Comes the Gemara now and explains. Mehdi, let us analyze. These cases. Shamaina and Rabbi Akiva. We learned already the Shitab Rabbi Akiva. Da'amar, that he said, Hibe Lavin, Kehibe Kiritu Damu. That he says, for example, for a Mamzer, not only does a person create a Mamzer if he went with, let's say, a somebody that's Hayav Karit, but a Mamzer comes even from somebody that's Hayav. Love, even from a lot Now, let's see. That was Adam, now a sris, what is he considered from the Torah? Because he's considered lo yavo daka. A sris, bottom line, falls under the category of pesua daka. He's not allowed to come into the kahal. How did you say that the Sris makes Halitza to Eshet Ha'iv, to his brother's wife? She doesn't fall. Because just like we learned that when there's an Isur, for example, Isur Karet, does the, does the sister fall to the, to the brother if it's, if it's Isur Karet? If it's Arayot? No. So Rabbi Akiva says, by the way, it doesn't have to be Isur Karet. Even if it's only Yisud Lav already, Yisud Lav is like Yisud Karet. So why does she even fall to Yibum that you tell me, make Halitza? What's a Halitza? And the Gemara says, We know already that if the 
lady to the Yavam. If there's Yisud Karet over there, there's no Chalitza. So therefore, how could you tell me that they're going to make Chalitza uh, 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 Chalitza over here? They're not subject to this. You understand the point? Which means when a person falls to Yibum, the o- it has to be hetid. They cannot be asur to each other. If there's an isur, for example, take a classic case, a daughter falls to a father for Yibum. Do they make Yibum? Of course not. That's how you've got it. Father can go with his daughter. So according to the Biyakir, it doesn't have to be that severe. Even if it's already a hayuv lav, you don't fall. And this case of in the Sris is considered a Isun Lav. He's considered a Psuat Daka. He bought him like an have children. That person is a Sun Isun Lav. So what is Rabbi Akiva saying? But yeah, he can make, uh, he can make uh, Halitza. What is a Halitza? He can't make Halitza. There's no, uh, there's no Hayuf. There's no Isun Lav of it. She doesn't, uh, she doesn't fall. So comes the Gibran and says, Amar Rav Ami. Rav Ami says, oh, you know what we're talking about over here. How come in my Askinan? Kegon shenasa achiv giyoret. She's the brother that died, was married to a giyoret. So now who's falling to Yibum? A giyoret. Wait, we're not finished. For the Biyakiva, Sabana Kribi Yosef, the Mark Kahal Gerim, Lo Ekri Kahal. And he holds that the Kahal of Gerim is not Kahal. Therefore, this Giyore can fall to the Psuwa Daka in Yibum. Because the Psuwa Daka cannot go into the Kahal. Now I ask you, this Sris, who's he falling to? A Giyore. That's his sister in law. Any problem? Well, if she's Kahal, there's a problem. But the Akiva says that Kahal Gerim, no Kri Kahal. So that's the case of the Mishnah. When do we say a Sris can make a Halitza on a sister in law? Davka, when the sister knows a giyoret, therefore there's no isur love over here because the kahal girim is not a kahal, so there's no isur. So therefore you can make a chalitza. If that's the case, yibume name miyabim. Why you make yibum? Which means if already it's permissible, that means she felt him. There's no problem. She's a giyoret. The giyoret is not considered kahal. Why are you limiting it only to halitza? The mishnah of Yaakov. Right, make a yibum as well. Because you're right. Make a make yibum. The aidi the amar of Yoshua cholets. Since the Yoshua in the opening statement used the word cholets. Amar So Rabbi Akiva also used the word Cholets, which means like this. How did the Mishnah open up? I'm going back to the Mishnah. Amar Rabbi Yoshua. Shamati Shasris Cholets Vecholtsin. He used the word Cholets. So since Rabbi Yoshua used the word Cholets, Rabbi Akiva also used the word Cholets. But in the Chalamet, according to Rabbi Akiva, even Yibum is okay. And so one question, why did Rabbi Yoshua use the word Cholets? So look at Rashi. The ID Damar Biyoshua Yibume Lo. He says Yibum is not an option. The eat the kahal gerim mikri kahal. Because he says, yeah, we're talking about the convert case. But converts are considered kahal. And therefore this guy is a saris, he's a psuadaka, he cannot make yibum. However, umiyu mehlats halza. Why can't you make Halitza then? So he says, she, she says, Because he doesn't hold Rabbi Akiva. He holds that B'nei Lavin can fall. So therefore, again, Rabbi Yoshua argues on Rabbi Akiva on two vital points. Number one, 
This over case over is a case of Chaybeh Lavin, which means it's Psuwa that's fallen to a Giyore that's considered Kahal. Oh, Chaybeh Lavin. Oh, but the Biyakiva says, Chaybeh Lavin. I'm sorry, the B. Yeshua uh, holds that Chaybeh Lavin falls to. Uh, uh, to, to Yibum Ah, as a force to Yibum so, But you can't make Yibum, why? Because since it's considered Kahal So we're not going to let them actually make a Yibum But there is a connection there To do what at least? To make a Halitza So it comes out we have a Mahlok and so far in the Mishnah Between the B Yoshua and the B Akiva In the case you have a Giyoret Who's married, the guy died Now the Giyoret falls to the Sris So we say according to the B Yoshua The Sris should make Halitza Hey, the Biyoshua, why don't you make a uh, Yibum? Well, you can't make Yibum over here because bottom line, she is considered uh, uh, Kahal. And therefore, Kahal, Also, why would he make a Halitza? Because she falls. Because Chibbe Lavin is not strong enough to break, to break a Zika. So there is a, there is a falling. So you got to break, break the connection. How do you break it? With a Halitza. Comes and we have to I even go further. Not only you can make a halitza, you can even make a yibum. You know why? Because the giyoret is not considered kahal. And then Psuwa Dakah can go with her. Also, Rabbi Akiva, can I ask you a question? Why didn't you use the word halitza? You should have said even the word yibum. Why does Rabbi Yashua use the word halitza in the Rishah? So I just said the same terminology. Now give it up, proves it. Daikanameh. We'll prove this from the Rashad of the Mishnah. Diktani, he'id Rabbi Yashua ben Betera al ben Migusat. Remember the end of the Mishnah? Rabbi Yashua ben Betera testified on a fellow called ben Migusat. Shayab Yerushalayim, Sris Adam, Sris Adam, according to Shittah Rabbi Akiva, v'yibimu et ishto. And they made yibum to his wife, the Kayim, the Vre, Rabbi Akiva, Shmamina. So we're assuming that they were bringing a similar proof that what? There was a Giyoret case, and uh, they fell to the Slis uh, Adam. And what did they say happened? They made a yibum. And to, to substantiate whose opinion? Rabbi Akiva. So you see, the Bekah Masod, what? Indeed, yibum is permissible. Rana asks a question. Mativ Rabbah is a question on this way of learning. We have a statement. Pesua Daka. Okay, Pesua Daka cannot have children. Vichru Chofcha also cannot have children. Seris Adam. That somebody became a Seris, not from birth. He became a Seris uh, later on. Which means he had a Sha'ata Kosher. There was a time that he was able to bear children. Vazakin, certainly a at in his old age he cannot have children, but he also had a Sha'ata Koshi. He was able to have ch- uh, uh, children at one point of his life. So the deen is on all these people, O Holtsin, O Miyabimin. Either they can make Halitza or Yibum. We'll see the cases now. Let's read Rashi first. Slis Adam, Huil Vaitalo Sha'ata Koshir, Virabi Akivahi. Okay, Zakin. This is the beginning of the Brayta. Zaken nakatle ba'adeh hanach v'shum dedami lehu da'itano sh'ata kosher. Zaken also is like a slish adam in the sense that he had sh'ata kosher when he was young. V'ashta pasak meleda. Now he stopped uh, having children. What's the deal on these people? So it says, they can do a halitza or a yibum. Ketzad. Metu, let's say they died. Okay, they were married. Let's take a case of a slish adam. He was married. He died. So now his brother... Falls to the uh, wife. So it says, Velahem Nashim. Good, they have, they have a wife, wives. Velahem Ahim, they have brothers. Ve'am do Ahim. One of the brothers gets up, let's say, 
of the brothers, let's say, makes a ma'amad. It's okay. Vinat nu get. And after the ma'amad, let's say, changes his mind, gives a get. Let's say straight out. He makes a halitza. Whatever they do is done, which means they're able to make a halitza. That's the bottom line. The imba'alu, if they made a yibum, kanu. Which means uh, the biyah is considered the biyah, but the avad is considered the yibum. They are koneh. Metu ahin. Now we go to the other side. Let's say his brothers, the Slis Adam's brothers died. Or one of his brothers died, let's say. The Slis Adam is married. He has a brother that died. Ve'amdu him. The Slis Adam, let's say, or one of these guys. Right, they made a ma'amad with one of the wives. Vinat nuget, they gave a get. Oh, halsu, they made a halitza. Masha asu, asu. Okay, means they're subject to the law of halitza as well. Vim ba'alu kanu. Or if they made bi'ah, so yibum is yibum. Ve'asu de kayeman. Here's the key line. But they're not allowed to stay married. Why? Mishum shneemar lo yavob suadaka uklutchovka bekalashem that these people are not allowed to come into the kahal. So the Gemara says alma bekahal askinan. Which is what are you talking about? Why is it a suf for them to stay married? According to the way we learned the Mishnah, according to the Akiva, we said that she was a giyoret, and you told me giyoret is not considered kahal. So you told me to be Akiva even allows me to even make a Yibum. Because bottom line, they fall to Yibum. And you can make a Yibum because it's not considered Kaal. But from this Braita, what is it saying? That if you made a Yibum, it's okay, but you can't stay married. Why can't you stay married? Because bottom line, Psuad lo yavo bekal Hashem. What does it mean, lo yavo bekal Hashem? I thought we were talking about something that's not part of the Kaal. So therefore, you're learning that that cannot be the case of the uh, Mishnah. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Okay, if they made a ma'amad, they need a get. Or, Okay, there's no more yibu. Okay, just Rashi points out, Asuli Kayman is not going on the Zaken. There's no Yisur to marry a uh, Zaken. Even though you can't have children now, there's no uh, Yisur on that. The Yisur would be on, let's say, all the other cases. The Sleeze, the Psuadaka, the Krut uh, Shofcha. Oh, so, no. so, so bottom line, what do you see uh, from this question? That the way we establish the Mishnah is not accurate. I review. We try to establish the Mishnah how? Giyorit. Oh, Giyorit, very good. And what? Yiboom. And what do we understand Yibum? Yibum and Mitzvah, stay married, everything's fine. What? Because they're not considered Kahal? Good. But we have a Braita. The Braita says the what? That it will let you make a Yibum, but after you make the Yibum, get out. There's no more, you can't stay married. What's the explanation? You have to explain that what? That uh, we're not talking about a Giyot. Obviously we're talking about people that are in the Kahal. So comes the Gibran and says... So the Bible changes the case to the Mishnah. Kegon shenaf lalo ulbesof nifsa. She fell to Yibum. The lady fell to Yibum. The guy was a regular guy. Therefore, there was a zika. There's a connection. Everything's good. And then what happened? 
after the zika was created, the guy became a pesuadaka. The guy became a saris. Oh, so what does that uh, do for us? Look at Rashi. Rashi says, "Shenaflado v'uskekali yibum." She fell to yibum. Ulbesof nifsa teashta baya halitza nafkoezika. Oh, so that's the case of the Mishnah, which means I'll tell you what. That really she fell to uh, Yibum. When she fell to Yibum, the guy was okay. So therefore there was a Halitza to be done. And once there's a Halitza to be done, so therefore, uh, and then what? Then it became a Psuadaka. But so what? But it was a Sha'at Hakosher over there before he became a Psuadaka. The way Rabbi answers this question, he says like this, the Mishnah is talking about a simple case. The lady over here fell to Yibum to this brother-in-law. The brother-in-law was a regular guy. And therefore, there's no Isud Lav at this point. So therefore, you cannot say that uh, the Lav causes the Yibum not to fall. It falls. It gets created. But what? She became, became Psuadaka in between. So that right, the only option is to make a Halitza. Because you got to break that connection that was formed when she was legitimate. So comes the Kabbalah and says, we have a problem with that. Amal Abaye. Veliti Isur Pasua. Let us say that the Isur of Psua Daka that comes now, it should push away the Mitzvat Aseh of Yibum. Which means, even though let's say at the time when they fell there was something, because they were legitimate, but what? Now that he becomes a Psua Daka, it should be pushed away. Well, where do you have a precedent to say such a thing? So the Kabbalah says, Mi lo tenan. Didn't we find a similar case? What was the case we're going to discuss now? We're talking about two brothers married to two sisters. Okay? One of them was a regular marriage, the Uraita, and one of them, the father wasn't around, so the mother or the brother married her off. That's called a Kedushin Midrabbanan. Okay? So now what's going to happen in the case? What's going to happen in the case is, let's say, one of the brothers uh, dies now. Okay? So now, the other brother cannot fulfill the mitzvah of uh, Yibum at this point, because it's now considered he's taking Ahot Ishto. Which is, let's say, let's say, the, uh, br- the brother uh, of the, uh, of the, uh, the Gedolah, of, of the regular marriage, let's say he died. Okay? So now what happens? Uh, the sister falls to the uh, the other the, 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 the brother-in-law, but, but he can't take her because bottom line it's a hot ishto. How can he take her? So there's two options: let them make miun, miun is a refusal. She's let that minor girl that her kedushin's only with rabbanan let her get out of it because we want to get out of it because really the the, the boom is the oraita. So they will let her make a miun. She's out of the picture. Retroactively, she's uh, never married, and therefore Yibum can happen. Or the Gibbara gives another option. Let them wait it out. Let them wait it out until she becomes a Gedola. Now when she comes a Gedola, their marriage is considered Deoraita. Now already, the other uh, lady's off the hook. She, she gets nothing. Why? Because the Achot Ishto will push away the uh, Mitzvah Yibum. So, similarly over here, let's say the Psuadaka. Now, ready, the Psuadaka. 
let the psora that got pushed away the whole uh, yibum. So even though at a time there was something there, but once these sus comes in, this will push it away. So let's read that inside. Milotanad, didn't we learn in, in the Mishnah? Rabban Gamliel says, again, it's the case of two brothers married to two sisters. Meaning if the ketana made mi'un, mi'ana. Okay, so she's out of the picture. So the other guy can make a, uh, the other guy can make a yibum. Ve'im lav, uh, but let's say he didn't. Now he can't make yibum or halitzah yet because she's a hotishto. Tamtin achitagdil. Let them wait until she gets uh, of age. And now the Kiddushin's halmen Torah, halazum Then the other lady can go out free. She doesn't need the halitzah, she doesn't need the yibum. Because of the hotishto, alma, what do you see? Ate isur ahot isha. That was hal after v'dachet. It pushes away legamre the din of yibum. Let's say once the guy became a pesuah daka, nite isur pesuah v'nitre. Let the isur pesuah come along and push away the whole chayuf. So that cannot be the case in the Mishnah either, which is Gemara's assuming. If that's how you're learning, where he became a pesuah daka after, there's nothing. It's over. Which means if let's say the regular lady felt that this guy he was legitimate, then he became a pesuah daka between. Finished. It's off. Nothing's going to be hal. Oh, so what's the case in the Mishnah? So the Gemara says, Ela Malav Yosef is the final answer. Hai Tana, according to our Mishnah, the Tana of our Mishnah, Hach Tana Deber Biyakiva. He, the Amar Mechibe Lavin Desher Havi Mamzer, Mechibe Lavin Gerede Lo Havi Mamzer. We have a rule. What makes a mamzer? So we said the Biyakiva says mamzer comes even from hiyuv, lav. Now we're quantifying that, we're explaining. Not every hiyuv, lav makes a mamzer according to the Biyakiva. Only hibe, lav, when it's, let's say, a relative. What's from a relative, that type of isud, lav. When somebody goes with a relative that's isud, lav, with a relation, relationship, so that already it's isud. However, a regular stam isud, lav, does not create mamzerim. Oh, so therefore, psua daka, it's not isud, kurba, it's not a relationship isud. Psua daka is just a uh, isud, because it's a psua daka. So therefore, the kiddushin is... And therefore, she will actually fall to Yibu, which is a regular guy. The guy's a the guy's a psuadaka. That's the case of the Mishnah. He was psuadaka from the beginning. And what happened now? Let's say uh, uh, his brother uh, dies. So now the deen is going to be what according to the Akiva, psuadaka falls. Because there's no Hebel Avina, it's only Yisud B'Sheer. It's out of Sheer of it. It's not Suhaywil out of Sheer. Therefore, since they fall, so therefore they'll be able to make a Halitza. As a matter of fact, they'll even be able to make a Yibum. Ah, but why were they able to make a Yibum? Because basically we have, we have a rule. The rule says that if you have a Mitzvah Taseh of Yibum, it could push away the Lord Taseh of so what they make yibum? So that's what the Blaita said. The Blaita said if they made a yibum, it's koneh. But what? Get divorced right away. Why do you get divorced right away? Because now already the second bi'ah is forbidden. And therefore we don't want them to even make a yibum nechetechila. Because we make a gezera bi'ah rishona atu bi'ah shinia. So therefore that Blaita that Rabbah originally asked now makes a lot of sense. Which means when you have this psuadaka. And now uh, she, he has a, a sister-in-law. That falls to you, boom. It falls. I told Rabbi Akiva, this is Haybel Avin. Not this type of Haybel Avin. This Haybel Avin is not Haybel Avin, the She'er. And therefore, there's a connection. And therefore, what's Rabbi Akiva's advice? Make a Halitza. <coughs> and the Brayta said, if you made a Yibum, 
it'll work. Because what? I believe it's love. So what? If you made a ayah, we say the hasev, your bull pushes away the lot of psuadaka. But what? You gotta get rid of it after that. Why do you get rid of it after that? Because there's another bi'ah. If they make another bi'ah, it's going to be a problem. That's why we don't advise Yibum Lekatahila at all. Look at how we advise to make a Halitza. Look at Rashi, he speaks all this out. Ela Amar of Yosef. Shinifsa ve'aharkach naflalo udeka'amar ta'ita rabi akiva. He's saying like this. Shinifsa ve'aharkach naflalo. Which means he was pso from the beginning. Ah, udeka'amar ta'ita rabi akiva hibe lavin. That's why you want, you want to establish the case. You're trying to have to interrupt the case. No. That's a relative. That's a relative. That's a relative. Oh, so therefore, that's the case of the Mishnah. Now we have another. So, bottom line, if we want to review this Mishnah, what's the case when Rabbi Akiva said make a halitza? It's a lady that fell to her brother-in-law that was a psuadaka from the beginning over here. Uh, how does he fall? Rabbi Akiva says no problem. It's in this uh, relationship over here. Therefore, there's a, a connection to the to the boom. Ah, why do you say make halitza then? Make a yibum the katayla in a kerameh. Really, it should be permissible. But why? He doesn't want you to make a yibum the katayla. Why? Because if you let you make a yibum the katayla, you might come to make a second bi'ah. But if you made a yibum, kone. Why kone? Therefore, the kinyan is kinyan. But why? You can't get rid of her immediately. So that's the case of Shabbat Shalom.